The WNR podcast is live. My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the WNR podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018, not only are we live for the big four events and every NXT takeover, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, W pay-per-views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we've watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Still loving that new intro done by Diddley, but before you think, yes, it is a WNR 162, and it, we are live for NXT TakeOver. My name is James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Damn right. But we've got to start with the alternate intro, and this time, I've picked it from the Untouchables, and we're going to play out a scene, I think, that anybody from Chicago will know. So Malone and Ness are talking about how to bring down Capone. To know how to get Capone? Do you really want to get him? You see what I'm saying? What are you prepared to do? Everything within the law. And then what are you prepared to do? If you open a ball on these people, Mr. Ness, you must be prepared to go all the way because they won't give up the fight until one of you is dead. I want to get to I want to get Capone. I don't know how to get him. You want to get Capone? Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun. He sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of your that's the Chicago way. And that's how you get Capone. Now, do you want to do that? Are you ready to do that? I'm making you a deal. Do you want this deal? I have sworn to put this man away with any and all legal means at my disposal. And I will do so. Well, the Lord hates a coward. Do you know what a blood oath is, Mr. Ness? Yes. Good, because you just took one. And that is from the Untouchables. But we are here live for NXT TakeOver Chicago. Winds of change are coming. And when the dust settles, the takeover begins. Tonight, the rivalry. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa will once again tear into each other with a Chicago street fight. The mind games. Facebook doesn't know what to make of the volatile Nicky Cross. The Jeopardy. If that happens in Chicago, we will see a new NXT champion. NXT TakeOver Chicago, streaming live tonight, only on WWE Network. It's been a year since we did our very first live show, which was NXT TakeOver Chicago. Let's have a look at the card. Yeah, so we're going to run through the card, but I can't believe it's been a year ago since the first live one, and since then. And all the big four events, of course, leading up to the WrestleMania one, which was the biggest weekend of all time. 
And now we're here for NXT TakeOver Chicago 2. But yeah, let's look at the card. So the first match down was... Roderick Strong, and he defeated Eric Young with Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane, and that was just a singles match. Yeah, so single match to start us off there. Then we had Pete Dunne defeating Tyler Bate for the UK title. Now that, of course, started his year-long title reign, and our match of the year as well, wasn't it, at the end of the year was? Most definitely, yes. Uh, we had Oscar, who was the champion. She defeated Nikki Cross and Ruby Riot to retain her NXT Women's Championship. Yeah, in a, in a great match there. And then, of course, the NXT title, my man, the glorious Bobby Roode, retaining against Hideo Itami in a fantastic effort. We had the Authors of Pain, uh, Akam and Razar, and they defeated DIY, Johnny Gagano, and Tommaso Ciampa when they together. Yeah, and that was the end of DIY. After that match, Ciampa did turn on Gagano, sent him to the hospital, and now a year on, we're at NXT TakeOver Chicago 2, and it's going to be Gagano versus Ciampa in a street fight. Now, later on, we are going to do a run-through of the entire NXT TakeOver card and give an in-depth analysis like we always do. Of course, we're going to have games and shout-outs away uh, as well. But I think it's best now if we uh, start a little bit of news and we got a little bit of uh, WWE content. So let's start off now with Collections. So we said we're going to bring you the network collections as soon as they dropped, and uh, we're giving it to you now. So WWE Network June 2018 collections, and the first one is... Climb the ladder, grab the briefcase, cash in. Experience the ultimate opportunity with this Money in the Bank collection. Witness your favourite superstars, fight for the most coveted contract in sports entertainment, and a chance to capture the championship gold. Relive the climb with every single Money in the Bank ladder match and subsequent cash-in, featuring superstars such as Seth Rollins, Carmella, Edge, Daniel Bryan, John Cena, and many, many more. WWE's Network's newest collection lands right on the money. Man. Yeah, I mean, who was your favourite Money in the Bank winner? I mean, I've got to say, it's CM Punk. I mean, I don't know, you know not much of a shock. but no, nah, mine's uh, Dean Ambrose. Oh, yeah, of course, Because yeah. he cashed in. I know Randy Orton should be up there, but I, I think I, I just like the way Dean Ambrose, he said, look, I'm going to win money in the bank and I'm going to cash it in as soon as I've got it in the world title match, which was Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which he did do. Uh, I do like the Miz's money in the bank victory, or not only just because of his promo afterwards, kind of a shot at JBL when everybody said that he couldn't make it, but also could he cashed in on Randy Orton. So the next network collection is the Godfather all aboard, all aboard the collection train. Outspoken and controversial, join the Godfather as he takes us back through his WWE Hall of Fame career. A symbolic part of the Attitude Era, watches a former Intercontinental Champion lavish lifestyle cross his paths with the likes of Triple H, Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, Goldust, Eddie Guerrero and many more. Resisting the urge to watch this collection ain't easy, and the party is just getting started on WWE Network. But also, we've got new classic content, June 2018, and it's a journey back to the mid-1980s with WWE Network's on-demand offering of Mid-South Wrestling. Watch WWE Hall of Famer Cowboy Bill Watts raises Oklahoma-based promotion to national prominence with super shows at the New Orleans Superdome and Sam Houston Coliseum. And see future legends in the making with the Junkyard Dog, Ted DiBiase, and Magnum TA, plus one of the greatest tag team rivalries of all time with the Rock and Roll Express battling the Midnight Express. 
get a small taste of the larger offering with this classic content collection of 10 important episodes. And it is very important, Junkyard Dog and everybody like that involved there. It is good to watch. I am a fan of uh, Bill Watts. I was going to say with Godfather, what was your... F- uh, Papa Shango, Godfather, Goodfather, Karma. I mean, he's had loads of gimmicks. Akeem, the ultimate fighting machine. Yeah, you just... I mean, I've got to count... I think Father. Yeah, even though he was a pimp and he came up with lots of hoes, I still think kind of entertainment. I can't. But don't, don't, didn't you just love it when you know he was in the ring and he was offering hoes instead of fighting people? It was just great. Yeah, it was yeah, a brilliant yeah, I like gimmick. That. And always say to like someone like Midian, like, "Ain't nothing, you know, hoe. My hoes, I want that." Anyway, coming in July, we have. Oh, this is fucking brilliant. We have the Women's Evolution. Jeff Jarrett, ain't he great? We're getting the Jeff Jarrett collection, oh, yeah. So, so what is Jeff Jarrett? How do you spell it? How do you spell That is J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T-T. Ain't he great collection coming in July. And also new classic content because they've been adding stuff. I think this year they've added a lot of good stuff to the network. And I'm actually really pleased. And talk about new stuff added to the network. Down one of your favourite programmes, there's been a couple of new episodes. There has been, yes, and it is a WWE photo shoot. I've seen them all now, and I, I just like real histories and just seeing their 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 reactions to seeing certain images and that. And we had June the fourth, twenty eighteen, and it was the Godfather. And you know, we've we've just got his new classic content. But this is, you know, for back in the days when he started off as Papa Shango, having his feuds with. Um, People such as, like, you know, the Undertaker, yeah, Undertaker, uh, Ultimate, Ultimate Warrior, Warrior. yeah. Uh, you know, he's 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 wrestled Owens, and you know, you see him go from that into uh, Karma, or is it Akeem? No, it's ca- Karma. Yeah, he goes he goes to Karma, who was kind of like one of the original UFC fighters. He'd come down on a motorbike, and you know, he'd be a UFC type fighter, and then you see him evolve from that into. Uh, a member of the nation of domination mm-hmm. and then he goes from that to being the godfather and then the good father and you know he comes back as the godfather as well later on you know to make sporadic appearances in the royal rumble but yeah it's it, these these are definitely worth a watch going back through them and yeah the godfather he's he's a legend in his own right yeah i mean to be involved in that many factions like the million dollar corporation which kind of a uh, uh, fan favorite group you've got the nation of course of the success they had and even right to censor were quite uh, good for their time and just how bloody annoying they were anyway so yeah photo shoot is a great program and there's enough <coughs> yes um we had gold dust as well and it goes back from his early days in wcw and you know you see him teaming with his dads and he he does get a bit welled up in there you know reliving moments because he teamed up with his dads and you know he had a good feud against arn anderson um, and then you see him, it's mainly about going through the gold dust character, how when he gave mouth to mouth to, uh, who's that big black Ahmed fella? Johnson. When he gave Ahmed Johnson when he was passed out and Ahmed Johnson didn't realise he was going to go that far because he just licked his lips and went straight in there. And so you know, for f- someone, for someone like gold dust, it was kind of a bit out of his boundaries, but he just took it. And, you know, some people would say it was a curse, but. You know, he saw it as an opening, and he just pushed new boundaries. And <laughs> when he got shocked by Randy Orton, that game yeah, was starter. Yeah. <laughs> Before I'll just say, well, Amber Johnson. Not only did he do that, but also when China first debuted as Triple H's manager, he famously said, "I ain't selling for no bitch." <laughs> Which 
<laughs> I just like about Amir Johnson. Anyway, yeah, about Goldust, sorry. Yeah, you were saying about all the the, the career in the, the 90s. has been around nearly 20 years, and he had to start up with Red Rock backstage with Booker T, that tag team as well. But, you know, he's he, uh, I think, had a match. It was... Was it with Rowdy Roddy Piper when he had his uh, yeah. boiler suit ripped off? Yeah, WrestleMania 12, yeah. He had women's underwear underneath. Yeah. He's one of the only men to actually beat Undertaker in a casket match, thanks to a bit of help from Mankind. Again, that was in, the, in your house in 96 as well, Again, yeah. you know, just like the Godfather, he's had some very high-profile feuds, and he's gone against some of the best in the world, you know, when he won the Intercontinental belt and he had it painted gold. Yeah. And, you know, he is, he is one of the... I don't know. I believe he should have at least held a world champion, or at least had a sniff of the big time goal. It's, it's interesting with him because, like, first off, to to be around that amount of time and to still be relevant, like he still arguably is, you know, still a good worker as well. I don't think he kind of gets the credit that he deserves. You know, you look at someone like Kane or Leonte, you go, oh, he's been around for 25. Well, so's Goldust been around for 25 years, you know. I think world champion-wise, yeah, the Goldust character kind of changed that. But maybe he could have had it early days when he's with his dad, you know, in WCW. But he wanted to kind of get out of the road shadow and try and make himself. And, and he has, hasn't he? Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Yeah, and it goes on to his later, because he's, he's been in a hell of a lot of tag teams, teamed up with his brother. Oh, hell, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he's, I'll be here all day trying to name yeah. his tag team partners that he's had and been through, but... Golden Truth? Yep, Golden Truth. Yeah, he's, yeah he, well, you know, him, <laughs> Golden Stardust, that was quite an interesting yeah. tag team as well. But I, I just like the way he's he's kind of been given this gimmick and he's adapted it and he's, you know, he's kind of updated it throughout times. And, you know, he's he's kind of toned it down since type gold dust. But, you know, you see him when he was first given the gold dust gimmick, he had a gold face and black eyes and lips and that. And he's kind of evolved his face paint. And, yeah, you know, I think he is a, a great character. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he is as well. And I think he deserves a lot of credit. Like I said, the photo shoot series on the network is great because it kind of encapsulates a career in 10, 15 minutes as well. And you get to hear more about him. So... I think it's always a good thing. So, good content for the W Network. But don't forget, we'll bring you the entire content list for, in, for when we do WNR in July. Yeah, so we look forward to doing that. And we're going to play a little game before we move on to news. And the game we're going to play... Well, we're going to play two games, actually. One of them in a bit, which is one of our old favourites. But now, it's kind of a new favourite in my eyes. It's time for Dead or Alive. Now, Dead or Alive is very, very easy. We're, I told Dan two wrestlers. He's got to tell me if they're dead or alive. So, we start off. And I've switched it up because, you know, if we look at the takeover cards, there's quite a few nationalities on there. So, I've split this up into three categories. The first up, USA and or Canada. The first two, Dan, who's alive and who's dead? Is it Dino Bravo or Danny Davis? Dino Bravo is dead danny davis is alive well let's have a look uh well danny davis yes danny davis is alive was uh shot march 1993 and killed you get the point down one nil to you well done yes yes you're cheering a, a man's murder but still we move on to uk now two uk wrestlers we've got chris adams or dave taylor i'm gonna go with dave being Alive, Chris Adams being unfortunately dead. Well, let's have a look. And oh my God, Dan, you are two and 
Oh, yes, Dave Taylor's alive. Chris Adams was shot and murdered on October 2001. Wow. Okay, so up next for the perfect score. You've never got a perfect score on Dead or Alive before. But we're going to Japan. And we're going for Mitsurari Misawawa or Hiroshi Tenzan. Hiroshi Tenzan was unfortunately shot. <laughs> and Mitsushura Misawa is alive. Oh, you're so close. But unfortunately, you're wrong there. There's a big uh-uh. No, uh, Hiroshi Tenzan is still alive. Mishari Mazara, well, a little fact for you there. He was not shot, all right, oh. just in case you thought he was. No, in on June 13th, 2009, he took a belly-to-back suplex in the ring and died. Jesus Christ. That is dead or alive, boys and girls. <laughs> a nice, happy little game for you there. And you did well, though. 2-1, I suppose, Sam. Well, we do. I'll do try and get some retribution in Elephant or F1, our all-time favourite classic game, later on in the show. Yes, that is coming after we talk about a bit of news. We'll move on now to a bit of news. News! Uh, all right, so NXT were at the Download Festival in uh, Donington, I think, England. It was for show one. Wolfgang defeated Fabian Eichner. The WWK Tournament Round 1, Ashton Smith defeated Joseph Connors. Dakota Kai defeated Lacey Evans, and Tommaso Ciampa come to the ring to issue an open challenge for later. WWE UK title tournament round one, Flash Morgan Webster defeated James Drake, and NXT champion Ali B retained over Lars Sullivan by DQ. On show two, Heavy Machinery defeated Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake. WWE UK title tournament round one, Travis Banks defeated Liguero, and Candice Ray defeated Bianca Belair. NXT tag team champions Roderick Strong and Kyle O'Reilly Retained over Tyler Bay and WWE UK champion Pete Dunn, but lost by DQ. WWE UK title tournament round one, Zach Gibson. But WWE UK title tournament round one, Zach Gibson defeated Amir Jordan. So then uh, we. Um, 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 Johnny Gagano answered the open challenge and defeated Chompa. So then the next day, show one, Heavy Machinery defeated Wesley Blake and Steve Cutter. Ricochet defeated Fabian Eichner. WWE UK title tournament first round match Jordan Devlin defeated Tyson T-Bone and the Velveteen Dream defeated Liguero. Tegan Knox and Nikki Cross defeated NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler and Isla Dawn. NXT North American Champion Adam Cole retained over Marcel Barfell. Well show two WWE UK title tournament first round match defeated Tucker. Tegan Knox, Candice Ray and Dakota Kai defeated Lacey Evans, Bianca Belair and Nina Samuels. WWE UK title tournament first round match. Dave Mastiff defeated Kenny Williams. NXT champion Alistair Black retained over Wesley Blake. And UK champion Pete Dunne retained, retained over Tommaso Ciampa. So the UK title tournament is going to happen uh, Monday and Tuesday at the Royal Albert Hall. So the first round's already happened. So what I think we should do, Dan, is we'll pick two wrestlers. And then whoever gets that gets a bonus point if we're right. Yeah, because the tournament happens... And then we'll bring it to you when I'm, like I say, I'm, back, on holiday, when I'm back from holiday and uh, we bring you the UK title tournament. I just need to... There's only eight because, of, like I say, the first round's been done. So we'll just pick one out of Zach Gibson, Gentleman Jack Gallagher. Flash Morgan Webster, Jordan Devlin. Joe Coffey, Dave Mastiff. Travis Banks and Ashton Smith. All right, so we'll both pick one now. So I'm going to write it down so we both know... All right, go ahead and say your pick then for the UK title tournament. This is quite big news. We're doing this now on a live show. 
Who's your UK title tournament favourite? I am going to go for Flash, Morgan, Webster. Fucking hell. Why do we bother doing it for? Honestly, look, I've just written yours down. Look what I put down next to mine as well, left-hand side. Flash, Morgan, Webster. Great, so it's going to be another draw no matter what happens there in the UK title tournament. That would be fun then, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so that is that done. Like I say, we'll bring you the tournament. Two nights of action when it does come. Uh, one bit of news as well that we got today is the fact that the W19 cover star has been announced. There's going to be an official announcement Monday. But right now it's AJ Styles. Do you think that's a good choice, Dan? Most definitely, yes. I think it's great. It's good to have a worker on there when we had Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey will be a downloadable content as well. So next bit of news and WWE announced major pay-per-view event to be major held. Major pay-per-view <laughs> event. <laughs> announced major major pay-per-view event. Fuck it. WWE announces major pay-per-view event to be held in Australia this October. Well, months after WWE promised that we'd have one in w in England, yes. they fucked Bastards. off to Australia, the other side of the world. Yeah. Uh, months after WWE indicated it had plans to return to Australia for a major event in October, the company has finally announced details for the show, and it looks to be a massive one. WWE will hold the first Super Showdown on Saturday, October the 6th at Melbourne Cricket Ground, an event that the company says will feature the largest roster of WWE superstars and here in the country. Because we didn't want one in fucking England, you bunch of cunts. The only match announced for the show at this time is the final bout between Triple H and The Undertaker, who score off for the first time since WrestleMania 28. Also advertised for the show are every major WWE star, with some, mo some noticeable, so fuck me. Also advertised for the show are every WWE major superstar. Prior to this event, the largest WWE show held in Australia was Global Warming back in June. But the company clearly expects to surpass the 56,743 that attended that show as the stadium capacity is listed at 100,024. Triple H opens the door to dream match cross-promotion blockbuster between WWE and NJPW and other companies ahead of the UK title tournament. Well, Triple H has sensationally refused to rule out future cross-promotion event between WWE and NJPW. The NJPW has been blowing up in recent years with the explosion of the Bullet Club and WWE legend Chris Jericho winning their intercontinental title just last weekend. The company's world champ, Kenny Omega, is undoubtedly the biggest name in wrestling outside of WWE and has spoken in the past about possibly competing in a cross-promotional match. Additionally, to the Far East, the British wrestling scene has enjoyed a boom of its own in recent years. Promotions such as Progress and ICW continue to grow bigger on an almost weekly basis. This has left many fantasies this has left many fantasizing a number of dream matches between the various rosters each uh, from each company. Yeah, well, Triple H says we have an alliance with Progress in the UK, a situation with the ICW situation in Scotland, two Railway One and respective promotions that do good business. They're not just explo exploiting talent and grabbing guys to do a show with them. They are teaching talent and trying to make them better. So would you want to see an EU versus WWE dream card, Dan? Well, um, you know... Prior to that, I've also noticed that um, they've done a kind of deathmatch style thing. The Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus The New Day on Up, Up, Down, Down, which is Xavier Woods' YouTube channel. Yep. Also, I think the WWE Network has uncovered some hidden gems 
some of which being Kenny Omega matches and Matt and Nick Jackson matches as well. Yeah, there is. But w- uh, would you be excited for that though? I was sort of saying, would you with that? Would you pay money to be like, yeah, <laughs> let's see NJPW versus WWE? I think that would be a very good idea to do. You know, or just have you know have a mixture from few promotions and just see how it goes. You know, just do it on the smaller stage first, see what the reception's like. I'm sure it's going to be great, but you know, kind of go from there. This is a mental thing. In 2018, the wrestling world's never been more open. And I know WWE is kind of a big machine, but they like to talk about the, the stuff they feed Omega and the Young Bucks. They've got the TNA stuff, the Impact Wrestling stuff they're using there. They're in relationship with each other. It, it's never been a better time to be a wrestling fan than it is 2018 at this moment because everything seems to be connected. And that's what's good about it. But that is it for news. And now we've done news, I guess it's time for another game and and Dan I pass the reins over to you well it is the most requested game we have and it is for the greatest prize ever pride yes and so here we go without further ado I'm going to go with my first one and I've got two two choices obviously elephant or f1 play along at home if you want to yes Uh, we should say that there are three choices again like dead or alive and if I was to get a perfect score, then it mean I would beat you today. So that's what's important. Anyway. Bonus point <laughs> on the line for this. <laughs> no bonus points <laughs> no. on the line. Right, okay, cool. Right, I've got my first card. Are you ready? I am ready, yes. <laughs> oh, now, 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 now. Uh, first I heard that for F1 car, definitely. F1 car coming towards you. And that's what it sounds like when it turns the corner. And I thought, oh, no. No, no, because I think I've heard that before on a nature documentary. So I'm going to say that is Elephant. You are correct. Yeah. <laughs> what to James. Get in there, son. This is a man with very little pride in his life. So he needs all the wins he can get. You ready for number two? Yep, I'm ready. <laughs> Now, that is very interesting because if you were doing it, then maybe the next one would be F1 car. So I'm going to say to you, Dan, that that was Elephant. Oh, my daisies, two and oh. Yes, 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 yes. yes. (sighs) Right, third and final one. Can he get a perfect score or will he equal me? Okay. So for the perfect score, I am going to say that that was an F1 car. You fell right into my trap, James. That was an elephant. It was a slightly older elephant than the two before. You piece of shit. Okay, right. So it ends a draw then between the two of us. But when the serious things come, when we're talking about predictions, and of course in part two, where we watch NXT take over, that's when the points come into play. And uh, it's really heating up. Feels like we haven't had a pay-per-view in ages either, do you know what I mean? So it'll be good to have an update on all of that. But seeing as it is NXT takeover, we've got to catch up with NXT. So when does NXT update start? Now!
So yes, it's June 6th, NXT episode 452. The show opens with an intro video and then Shania Baszler makes her entrance. She says the last week she showed the entire locker room through Dakota Kai that when you step in the ring, you're going to get slapped with a hard dose of reality. And she is that reality. It doesn't matter how brave you think you are. She's tougher. She's stronger. She's better. And the strong will always defeat the weak. There's always got to be one who thinks the rules don't apply. And here, it's Nikki Cross. Well, she tells Nikki if she ever gets in her face again, it'll be the last thing she ever does. Oh, and here comes Nikki Cross. She and Shania square up, Cross shaking with rage, and Basler cocky. Shayna reminds her that she is the NXT Women's Champion, and the only place Nikki is better than her is the whacked-out corner of her brain. Cross stands stock still and doesn't reply. And Basler asks if she's crazy before saying if she ever ever pulls a stunt like that ever again, no, she'll be put asleep in a heartbeat. Well, Shania throws the mic at Nikki and it bounces off. She picks it up and tells her to do it over and over, rising into a barely comprehensible yell. Basler merely holds the title high and jaws at her, but flinches when Cross makes her move. There's no there. So do you think Basler's intimidated by Nikki Cross? Yes. I, I've got to say, I mean, she is the most dangerous woman in NXT, Basler, but she has seemed a bit human with Cross. Do it, Shina. She wants Basler to make a move. She wants to end Nikki Cross. Basler holds the title high low. She's saying, I'm the champion. You're just a crazy bitch. But the problem with crazy, and it does go all. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Cross lunges towards Shayna. And Shayna flinches and drops her title belt. Well, she pushes into Nikki, Nikki Cross. Cross and she goes into Lou Fez press and just starts wailing away at the head of Shayna. Well, Basil might be in a bit of trouble. Try and cover it up. Cover up, Shayna. And Nikki Cross goes absolutely mental. And Basil's not faced anything like this. It's constant offense. Well, Nikki Cross is crazy and you can't contain crazy. My God, and what will happen at NXT TakeOver? But Nikki now stumping a mud hole, walking it dry. And Nikki Cross sees that NXT women's title. And that's what she wants. Oh. But Nikki got distracted by the title. Basler punches Cross, throws her out of the ring. Well, now Bays is serious. She take a jacket off. She means this. She's most dangerous woman, like, say, like I say, in NXT. And now Nikki Cross might be in some trouble here. But Cross is not backing down. She climbs back up onto the apron, hits with a forearm, climbs up to the top rope. No. Oh. Flying Cross body. And Basler scarpers out of the ring. <laughs> <clears throat> oh my god and Baszler don't want any more of that and look at Nikki scurrying over to the women's championship I mean this should be a very interesting match at NXT TakeOver of course we'll talk about that more later when we run through the card but I think the build up's been good so far and Baszler might have busted her lip does she know what's in store for her at Chicago with Nikki Cross well back from our break we get a spot promoting the Hailstorm tracks that's one of the theme songs for TakeOver Chicago TM61 are in action next. It's Nick Miller and Shane Form versus Hugh Lee and Robbie Grand. Oh, they're a grand old tag team. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Miller starting off with hard chops in the corner, taking Hugh Lee to their corner, tagging Fawn in. He just steps on the dude, but eats a jawbreaker, and Robbie comes in and gets destroyed with a drop kick. Nick tags back in, fish hooking Grand, absorbing punches and clobbering him back. Robbie rallies, but Shane nails him with a brace assisted knee to the back. They clear Mike out. And TM61 win by a pinfall with forearm to the back of the head from Fawn on Grand. 
Miller gets on the mic and starts talking about how they're beating all the teams in NXT from Street Profits to Heavy Machinery. They're winners, and they'll win against War Raiders, only Danny or Undisputed Era if they're man enough to get in the ring with them. Fawn says, from now on, every team in NXT should kneel down and call them the Mighty. Well, commentary hypes up Kari Sane versus Lacey Evans and Roderick Strong versus Danny Birch. We get a recap of Lars Sullivan, Alistair Black segment from last week. This is followed by footage of Lars destroying dudes while training at the Performance Centre. At one point, the mighty walk in the background and immediately leave once they realise what's going on. Yeah, and the next match is Danny Birch versus Roderick Strong and the bell is just rang for this one. Colonel went up to start, because it's Undisputed Era versus, uh, I guess we're calling them the... The Am UK connection for now at this moment in time. Only Lorkin and Danny Birch until we can find a better name. And this should be a great little matchup. Of course, the NXT TakeOver. Let's not forget, the tag team titles are on the line. Only Lorkin and Danny Birch. Biggest match in NXT against the Undisputed Era in Roger Strong and Car- handsome Kyle O'Reilly. Of course, I'm sure Bobby Fish will be looking on backstage. But this is a send a huge statement, won't it, to the one of the, the teams come TakeOver, Dan? Most definitely, yeah. Danny Birch is taking it right to Roddy Strong. And Roddy Strong's pointing to his badge saying, yeah, I'm Undisputed Era. So that means I'm a cunt. So you're still not a fan of the Undisputed Era then? I am most definitely not, no. No, they've not been impressed with you. Roddy Strong has embraced his hillside, hasn't he, with the Undisputed Era. But like I say, it's important who wins this one. Of course, Birch and Lorkin got the victory against the Undisputed Era teaming up with Pete Dunne a couple of weeks ago on NXT. That was our last NXT update. Tonight, Birch is going to work... The kind of British style on Roger Strong kind of keeping down. We asked ourselves, what could they do with Roger Strong? He now seems to be in a more comfortable position on the card, and I think it should be a good hard hitting match as Strong dumps Birch on the apron. But as Birch makes his way back into the ring, he gets kicked by Strong. And now he sees his opening, and he's going to capitalise on that by punching away at the head of Birch. Well, this is definitely a hard hitting affair. Roger Strong. Has now got the submission, but look at the kind of hold on the nose and ripping away. There's definitely more evil side to Roderick Strong. Of course, our favourite Adam Cole, Bay Bear, will be backstage watching. He's done a few their teammates, see if they might get involved in this one. See a bit one-on-one. I mean, if Strong can beat Danny Birch, like I say, it would be a good statement for the Undisputed Era. They're impressing me week in, week out on NXT now. Seems to be they're kind of one of the main focal points. I think it would be fair to say. They hold two championships in NXT, and they're doing all right. That's your opinion. Yeah, no, that's fine, though. And Roger Strong got a submission on Danny Birch. So who are you backing, then? Undis- I'm backing <laughs> anyone but Undisputed Era. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly is quite a comical character. He's, he's very innovative in his ways in the ring. But Adam Cole just pisses me off, and Roderick Strong's just a dick now. Oh, nice drop kick there by Roderick Strong. Goes for the cover, but Birch managing to kick out. Oh, but he's certainly working over the back of Birch. You see him land a drop kick there just as uh, Birch managed to get up from the pinfall. And the thing is as well, we know Birch can take a lot of punishment. And Undisputed Era have known for that cocky attitude where they discount wrestlers. And I think they kind of look down at the UK division in this way. You know, where they look at Birch and look at Pete Dunne and go, no, we're better than you. And I don't think that's the case, you know. I think that maybe as a tag team, Lorcan and Birch might be stronger only because of the fact that they've not been they've been together longer than Strong and O'Reilly. Let's not forget that, you know. Strong's a new member of the team. And he comes in with a knee for Birch. Birch sidesteps it. Uh, Strong hits the turnbuckle and then a 
thunderous headbutt to the chest to Strong, sends him to the mat and gives Birch some time to recover. Come on, Danny. The fans are getting behind him as Roderick Strong clubs to the back. Oh, Danny boy. Now Birch with a right hand dropping Roderick Strong. He does it again. Thunderous uppercut sends Strong back into the corner. No. In comes Birch <laughs> with a running uppercut. Another clubbering clothesline. Throws him down to the mat as he's perched on the second rope. A lovely seated drop kick. And now he nips up. Uppercut to Strong and a... Oh! Just turns him inside out with a German. Oh my God! And then again, he turns it back in the right <laughs> way with a thunderous clothesline. Oh, look. Oh, oh look. Hey, the undisputed cunt. And Cole Baby and Kyler Riley. Yes, Pete Dunn. <laughs> Only Larkin. Uh, beating up the undisputed era. Well, and Peter beat the pair of them up. See, look. Pete Dunn doesn't need to wear his title to show that he's a champ. Oh, but he knocks out O'Reilly. He's doing his number on Adam Cole. His Birch get distracted. No, no. Dodges a knee. And he's trying to get him in the cross face. And Strong's caught now. Oh, wrench his face back. Oh, Adam Cole, the North America champion on the apron, getting Birch up. Oh. And he gets a big right hand to the jaw for his trouble, but Strong was up in time. Oh. Backbreaker. End of heartache. Roderick Strong on Birch. Job done. But my God. But I, I feel there's still a lot more to give in this feud between these three men. I think it's just heating up. Do you know what I mean? I quite like the dislike for one another and the storyline going into it. What are your thoughts on the match? Well, we've got Roderick Strong standing in the middle of the ring celebrating. He doesn't realise Pete Dunne's behind him and he's fuming. <laughs> Turns around to celebrate and then locks eyes with the bruiser weight who catches him with a big right hand. Well, Go on, not, Pete. Let's not forget, Pete Dunne's got unfinished business. Strong turned him in an AXT takeover and it's oh, going to be a better end. For oh. sake. Handsome Carlo Stat. Well, what a statement there by Undisputed Era leaving only Lorcan, Danny Birch and Payne. And they are the champions and they're showing why. I mean, Dan, what do you think of that match? I thought it was getting off to a good start, but then classic undeserving era. Come out and spoil the fucking match. <laughs> I, do, I, do, I think it's good. We, we, we want to see them get their comeuppance one day, don't we? So um, that's what I'm hoping for. Well, we go backstage where Cassie Sono is in the middle of a photo shoot. EC3 rolls up and asks why we're taking pictures of Ono before claiming he's just joking. Might be a tremendous wrestler, but he's not in the top 1%. And he keeps going on and on until Ono cuts him off and calls him a blowhard. That's 1% away from being 99% unconscious. Well, Ono gives him a week to prepare and EC3 says he can see it in the lights. Challenge accepted. So next week, EC3 versus Ono. Well, commentary hypes up Tommaso Ciampa's appearance later, as well as Sane versus Evans. We get a hype video for Sullivan Black at TakeOver Chicago. This is followed by a hype video for Ricochet Velveteen Dream, featuring a bunch of evolved footage, courtesy of Club WWN, and even a bit of Lenny Leonard's commentary, as well as dueling interviews from them. So that's neat. So up next, it's Kari Sane versus Lacey Evans. This is the rubber match, because Lacey Evans won with the women's right. Last time round, the same one, the first one. So it would be an interesting matchup. I mean, like I say, big fan of Sane, but you got to credit Lady held her own here with a talent, I think, is much is better than her in the ring. But in the WWE way, I think there's going to be more chances for Lacey Evans in the time to come. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you've got, you kinda, you've got the stereotypical WWE wrestler versus 
this kind of NXT style with Kari Sane. Yeah, most definitely. I think she's uh, certainly unique, and I like that about a wrestler. I see Sane and Basler as the future for NXT. Bucky Evans can have a, a say in the match. She's definitely got the size on her as well. As she catches Sane there coming in the second rope with big knee, shunts her down, and now going to come over the top with a tope, turns it into an elbow drop. And that was nice. Goes for the cover, but Sane managing to get shoulder up at one. One. Now Evans looking at Sane, and like I say, he's got a personal affair to it. Sane with a kick, but Evans catches her. you got to wonder as well that like each woman's going to know each other a little bit more after having these matches together. As Evans just smushes a fist into Evan, uh, Sane's face. Sane gets his shoulder up, though, and now a slap across the face. And it is Evans disrespecting Sane. Evans doesn't think Sane belongs in the same ring as her, of course, May Young Classic winner, Sane. You know how talented she is. Not really had a chance in NXT yet. But he's looking to work up the ladder. And I'm sure the victor in this one might be Nemin's title after Nikki Cross and Baslett take over. Now Evans is going to slow this down with a submission. And Sane wants the fans to try and get behind her. Akari Sane managing to fight her way back to her feet. Get out of this submission hold though. And Evans showing her strength. Picking Sane up and now swinging her. Now Sane's in the corner, and here comes Evans. Oh, with a elevated Bronco Buster there. Oh, goes for a cover, but only gets a two count. Two. Now Evans just taking her time with Sane, still getting her in her face, and saying the time has come. She says the big right hand, but she tries to backhand slap Sane. Sane catches it, and let's see what combination Sane's got. <laughs> Evans went for a kick, Sane dodged under, put the kick there, so she managed to turn Evans' body, and now she starts swinging the right hands. Just grabbing the hair of Evans as well, got no protection. Oh, but comes charging towards Lacey, and gets a knee to the midsection for her troubles. And now Sane's in a ball in the middle of the ring. Well, the punishment that's been taken, maybe more protective there, because the damage Evans can do, picks her up for the slam. Oh, slams her into the corner. So what do you think of Sane's kind of outfit change now? She's steering away from that pirate princess. And she's gone for more of a, a luminous pink colour. Yeah, I mean, she's still coming out dressed as this. But like you say, it's always good to have different colour of the tyres. And uh, to try and get a more fan-friendly look to it. You know? I think that will work in her favour. I think with Sane, the biggest thing she's got to try and overcome is the fact of people comparing her to Oscar. But Evans herself oh, on the second wow. rope. Dived well, up. She, yeah. yeah, she springboard. She jumped from the second rope, springboard off the top rope into a moonsault. That might give Sane a chance. Oh, It's a bit of a spear from Sane. Goes for a second one. Evans somehow still managing to get to her feet. Sane screams third time with a spear. And Evans still backing up. And that's how much punishment Sane's taken in this match. And now Sane, with a kind of guttural scream there. And the fans getting behind her as well. The Pirate Princess starts to stomp. She comes running in. Oh, big elbow to Evans. Goes up. She's going to put the exclamation point on it with the insane elbow. No. no just a big forearm off the top rope. Goes for the cover, but Evans kicks out. Oh, but as she gets the shoulder out, it into an armbar. And now she might have to tap out. She's caught there in the middle. Evans <coughs> will think she's got. Evans will think she's got. 
Rouse up Sane. Oh, Ooh. but Sane managing to kick out. Uh-huh. <coughs> he had to release his submission there. Like you said, it would have been over and done. And now Sane's picking Evans up. Alabala slam. Oh. In the corner. Well, she's going up top. She's going to try the insane elbow. Bang. Hits its mark. One, two, three. And it's one all now. Two, one. And it's 2-1 now. Yep, Sane wins it overall. That was the rubber match, and Sane gets it. And I think there's a more serious side to Kari there as well uh, that we haven't seen before. But what did you think of the match? I thought it was a good match, yeah. We've, uh, I think we're starting to re-see the side of Kari Sane we saw in the May Young Classic. Yeah, and I feel a more aggressive side to her as well. I feel like we saw the kind of nice saying there, and now I think she really has to kind of dig in, and we see the the other side to try and get success in NXT, and of course later on in uh, when she moves up to WWE. Well, back from our little uh, no, sorry, commentary hypes up Chompers address again, and we take a short break for a house ad. Well, back from our little break, commentary hypes up next week's events, including EC3 versus Cassius Ono. Well, Tommaso Chompa makes his entrance to a chorus of boos and you suck chants. He gets in the ring and the tone changes to dueling, Johnny wrestling and psycho killer chants. And then you tapped out as he climbs atop the turf. He begins and says we all gave up on him long before he gave up on us. He tries to continue but gets cut off with arsehole chants to which he says he's going to talk no matter what. He wants to talk about Johnny, how he did last week, what he always does, interrupting a match unannounced and uninvited and why because it's always about johnny gagano he just had to announce the entire world that he signed his contract and apparently johnny wrestling has become johnny badass he gets it it's adorable it is and really anything to take attention away from how two weeks ago he damn near crippled his own wife and the best part it's on gagano he brought his wife to the ring he challenged tomaso to a fight and he insisted even with candice and referees pleading and what did he do? He attacked Chomper. And all Chomper did was defend himself. The truth hurts. He knows that. And what he should have done is listen to his wife. Because now it's all on him. At TakeOver Chicago, don't show up. Well, he promised him the whole Gagano fairy tale was coming to an end. And it won't be a happy ending. His wife is broken. He'll be put broken. Chomper will win. But now, look, who's showing up? It's Johnny Gagano. Scooty's trying to stop him, but he's coming running down. Oh, Chompa charges towards him as he gets on the apron. Johnny Gagano backs down, pulls him out of the ring, and now security's back up and pulling him away again. Oh, come on now. Gagano pushing away from security. Now back on the attack to Chompa. And now it's referees down there trying to break him up. And here comes Gagano. <laughs> Suicide dive through the ring sends Chompa over barricade. Security's into the stairs. And now he's going after Chompa. Well, he certainly is a man on a mission, but Chompa had it scouted. Kicks him in the midsection and follows it up with a knee. And now jo- Johnny Gagano is a bit buggered. Well, the security guards come out here to get Chumper off Gagano. And they're still holding Gagano down. Oh, oh he flies over a barricade, lands on Chumper and just starts punching away at his head. And the security can't separate him yet. And Chumper trying to get away. Here comes Johnny again. Catches him with a big right hand. Chomper rolls into the ring. Gagano follows him. And now security grabbing Gagano. And oh, he's working at him with forearms and elbows. Oh. 
And as he's fighting off the security, Chumpa comes in with a big elbow to the back of Gagano's head. Well, Chumpa might have injured his eye again, but now he's going to put the attack on Gagano. That is disgusting. Chumpa there. Insult to Johnny. Putting on the Gagano escape. And there's six referees out here, including Jessica Carr, trying to get him off. Oh, Chumpa waving at Gagano. And what a sick attack that was by Chumpa. But it's not very well, but Gagano's not done yet. <laughs> Chases the aisle, throws him head first into the LED screen. Oh my word. <clears throat> Gagano has snapped here and it looks like Chump has busted open. Oh my god, we don't see this a lot. And they're saying it's bad and Gagano's got a different look across his face. He's got Chumper's blood. <laughs> and he's got the Gagano escape on. And now he locks the Gagano escaping on Chumper, who's tapping like a bitch. But trainers, referees, EMTs cannot pull him off. They can't. There's blood everywhere. A Gagano loving this. And what a, what a mental way to end this episode of NXT. What did you think, Dan? That was a very entertaining episode of NXT. I'll give it that. So we'll watch the second episode of NXT after we do shout-outs. Now, we love to get your emails. Of course, send us an email at gmail.com or you can go on Google Plus W Network Review there on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm at G underscore Rollins or on Facebook, Dan. Yes, Facebook. You can come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review podcast or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. So we've scoured all these places for shout-outs and we've... Uh, going to read out a few because we do like to do them and we are trying to do them more and we love doing them at live shows so the first one is Stuart and he says really look forward to TakeOver think the Gagano Chomper can't be as good as the match from TakeOver I guess he means the last match these two had yes well that you, you can see the raw tension between the two they put on a brilliant show and it was one of the matches of the night and I think Chomper picked up the Johnny Gagano award for most beaten taken in a match. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. Like I say, it was a five-star match. But can they do it tonight? I think this match will be... I don't know, I think it could be different. But I, I think they can. I think if the, the feud's going on, then maybe it's going to be more hardcore than we saw. Even though it was pretty hardcore last time, to be well, fair. Well, it was an unsanctioned match as well. So yeah. it's kind of a similar thing. So it'll be interesting what happens. Of course, we'll talk about it when we uh, run through the card as well, which way we think it's going to go. Uh, so the next one, Dan? Um, yeah, Dawson Gesh. And they were saying it was awesome. Can't wait till part two. My favourite punk match versus Jeff on SmackDown in a cage. Yes, that was the one after SummerSlam. That is, uh, we watched the part one. And that's when Jeff actually was his last match. So... That was a great one. We have so many to choose from. We've got part two coming out tomorrow. Don't forget, we've got a couple of great matches. We had part three planned, but we're going to leave it, and then we're going to drop it sometime during the rest of the year. Because you can never have too much punk, you know. Uh, but we're glad you enjoyed it. Jack Ross says, Sane is an Oscar ripoff, and Adam Cole is the man. Now, do you think this guy's emailed in just to kind of, Put cat monks pigeons. Dan, I'll let you take the Adam Cole thing first. Um, well, Adam Cole, when he does something good, then you can call him the man, and I'll even, you know, hold my hands up and say he, he is the man. But 
He has done absolutely nothing to I think he's the worst out of the four members of the Undeserving Era. Yeah, yeah, no, um, you know, even uh, Bobby Fish has done more than him and he's out injured. Yes, <laughs> well, we know your thoughts on him, Carl. I don't think he's the man, but uh, I think he's, he, he's all right. As for saying being an Oscar ripoff, Jack, I can't help it if you're a racist. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so that's one of these things that happen here. If you get confused between the two, that's your... You're only allowed one Japanese wrestler on a show. It's like you're saying you know, there's only one black wrestler allowed now. There's only one British wrestler allowed. You're going to weird territory. I mean, saying is completely different to Oscar in, in every way. Just watch my Young Classic and what she brings. Uh, a completely different character. Oscar is a kind of tough kind of MMA fighter. And saying kind of more of a light kind of fantasy type. It, it, it's like comparing Bl- Bliss to Ronda Rousey just because they're both blonde or something like that, I suppose. You know, like... <laughs> Hey, do what you want. So, um, yeah, that was that one. Yes, well, everyone is entitled to their opinion. (laughs) But Amber Canop said the UK tournament should be good, was upset Ligero lost in the first round. Yeah, now this is one of these interesting things. Go on, Dan. Well, we absolutely loved the original UK tournament for the championship. It was one of the highlights of our year. And if this is at least half as good... As that, then it should be an amazing contest to watch. I do like watching British and some American, Canadian, and the, you know, there's a few other nationalities dotted in there. You know, hey, you know, oh, as long as they're good wrestlers and put on good matches, I'm happy for whoever joins it. And Ligero losing in the first round, I think there was quite a bit of hype built up for Ligero as well. And yeah, you know, it's quite unfortunate that he was knocked out in the first round. Yeah, I mean, we like to talk about UK tournament. Cut the details first is that the quarterfinals, semifinals, the finals are all going to be on the same night and then the whoever wins that will challenge Pete Dunne at the following night. That will be recorded Monday and Tuesday this week coming. It will be on the network the following Monday and Tuesday but of course I'm away so then we'll be picking that up when I come back and we'll be releasing that as a podcast, the, the two shows as a tournament. So that's going to be good. El Ligero is one of these guys that we saw live a few years back and we're really impressed by him. Kind of like a Anybody knows the El Generico character is kind of like a luchador, but he's we we know he's really British, you know what I mean? But that's the kind of joke about it, and it is a shame. But he's 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 very busy around the independence, so it's kind of good getting that kind of spotlight for him anyway, you know. Uh, what else we got after this? Dan Farrell, who will be tag champions at the end of the? Ooh, that's a good one. Well, it depends which tag team you're, you're referring to. Is it the Raw? Is it the SmackDown? Is it the NXT? Uh, well, give us it as soon as the NXT takeover. We'll do. Who do you, who do you think NXT champions will be? NXT tag champions. I honestly am not bothered one iota unless it is not altogether now the undeserving <laughs> era. It's kind of your catchphrase. It's become. All right, I'm gonna say TM61. That's that's a good shout. I'm 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 leaning more towards um, War Raiders. Yes, that is that's a good shout as well. They will become the dominant tag team uh, with NXT. With WWE, uh, I will say, I don't know, Usos and Bludgeon Brothers. There you go. Usos and Raw, Bludgeon Brothers. And yeah, well, I can't even remember what my year-end predictions are. <laughs> no, no, I can't. But, uh, <laughs> it ain't that. I know that. Like. Oh, I know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it... It's probably some weird made-up tag team that I've just put two wrestlers together for. 
But yeah, as long as we get some good matches, you know, I'm happy with whoever holds the championships. Yeah. I think we should do like a six-month year-end prediction. It'll be completely different to our year-end predictions. But yeah, we've got that coming up, of course. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, we got Christine Brutton. Is, should NXT have a Money in the Bank match? Well, I, I, I feel that it doesn't need a Money in the Bank match. And I think what we saw at the last takeover was the equivalent of that. You know what I mean? That ladder match with all those people in. Yeah, well, if they can have a great ladder match like they did over, then, you know, but you're never going to beat Ali B anyway. So, you know, it's it's just a pointless. You might as well give them a blank sheet of paper. Yeah, well, this, this is the thing, you know, and again, would it be a, like a yellow briefcase and then people cash in there? It's just, it, it muddles it up, keep their money bank on WWE. It's like, like I'm not having a Royal Rumble on NXT. They can have war games or maybe another concept that WWE don't use. Like a, I think a scaffold match would be quite good, even though, yeah, or, or too. So anyway, next one, Dan. Well, Mindy Perkins says, Nikki Cross needs sanity. Well, Sorry to change your, your phrase there, but I think Sanity needs Nikki Cross. Yeah. <laughs> she managed to hold her own against Oscar, and I think she's really going to do well against Shayna Baszler. I hope she wins. I think that would be nice. A good change for the women's division in NXT because I don't think Shayna's got quite a good reputation as women's champion. She's not been well-received that much. Well, no, yeah, you, you've been telling me this. Uh, and one thing I'm looking forward to, and I'm, we're going to talk about the match more in a little bit, but I feel with these two, it's just going to be an all-out kind of wild brawl. I can't see it go any other way. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't. If Nikki Cross is Nikki Cross, who she is, and Basil's who she is, I just see a fantastic meeting between the two. You know, uh, and I, I think with Nikki, like you said, yes, yeah, Sanity need her. I think Nikki Cross is a fantastic character, and and one of those that if you do really really great things, you know what I mean? Like even on the main roster, and help Sanity out in that way. Rich Boyle says, I think Velveteen Dream is better than Ricochet. Dan? Don't get me wrong. I think Velveteen Dream had a great match against Alistair Black. And, you know, he earned Ali's respect. And Ali said his name at the end of the match, which is what Velveteen Dream wanted. He he may be better on the mic, but I personally don't think he can outperform him in the ring. He, you know, he may be slightly bigger. He may be a bit more powerful, but Ricochet just runs circles around him. Well, I think the important thing we've got to look at is his age as well when it comes to Velveteen Dream. He's still young, you know, 22, 23. Uh, and this is the thing with him is that talk about a Velveteen Dream in 10 years' time once he's had uh, a bit more of the kind of wrestling circuit. If you look at Ricochet, kind of where he's been, where he's performed, he's kind of got reputation through the years of being a great worker, whereas Dream has done it in NXT. But see in 10 years' time what they're like. Do you know what I mean? We've seen wrestlers being fantastic in NXT, Go up to the main roster and they do nothing. I, I think the Velveteen Dream character and the Tyler Breeze character very similar in that way of kind of uh, had that kind of hype around them and the internet darlings loved them, you know. And then when it went to the main roster, it kind of lost. And I hope it doesn't happen to the Dream. I think with Ricochet, because he's so different, I think he can go up onto Raw, SmackDown, do his, you know, the 6.30 and the people just be like, oh shit, here we go. Yeah, all right, yeah, let's, let's watch this stuff. 205 Live or, or anywhere else like that. So uh, I do... At this moment in time, I think Ricochet is better than Dream. But Rich Ball, he likes a Dream, so I know we'll be back in here tonight. Well, Colby Williams, World Cup pick. It's a bit of a different one. Well, I'm sorry, but I can't go for anyone but England. We're, we're, it's coming home. 
Yeah, I'm very similar. I can't go for anybody apart from England. <laughs> so I'm going to say Germany because I t- no, right? Anybody because I know wrestling fans. Some of them watch football, some of them don't. I get that. But it, here's a little trick for you. If anybody asks you what your World Cup pick is, always say Germany. Because they at least finish in the top four. Do you know what I mean? At least get to the semi-finals. So at least you don't look like a fucking idiot saying it. And, you know, you won't get locked out in the group stage. So I reckon Germany will have a great World Cup. And that is what a half Scottish person <laughs> would answer. What? No. He's but... half English. Yes. But he'd rather go for our worst rivals. I hope England do very well. I'll be watching the World Cup match with you on Monday, so I'll be cheering on England. Uh, but I, I think, yeah, Germany probably the favourites. Um, Jack Amundsen says, Ali B has no personality. Fucking hell, they're after you tonight, aren't they? I think they are, yeah. <laughs> Adam <laughs> Cole being the man. <laughs> Fucking hell, it's uh, Velveteen Dream being better than Ricochet well, and Ali B having no personality. You, you dish it out, you got to take it, so go on. Well, he, you know, he... He may not be the greatest talker, but again, he is great in the ring and, you know, he sits where he wants. He's not afraid. He doesn't back down. He's not a a champion that runs away. He's, you know, he doesn't need shortcuts. He is exactly what he says on the tin. He, you know, you just watch some of his matches. He pulls it out and, again, I'm hoping he pulls it out against Lars Sullivan and, you know, the black mass kick actually connects and doesn't get caught. I, I think it's interesting with Alistair Black. He's in a vital stage now. Like you say, with Lars Sullivan, will they go with Lars Sullivan and be like a kind of monster? Or will Ali be kind of be able to develop what he's got? You know, I really do like Alistair Black, but I feel like if you compare him to... Oh, you're going to hate me for this. Like Drew McIntyre, like a kind of Bobby Roode, even that on the mic can get a bit worked. And I just worry with Alistair Black on Raw or SmackDown, kind of get lost in the mix. I would love to see someone like... Paul Heyman to be with Alistair Black. Be like, right, this is my next guy. Now I know it's not going to happen, but you're not someone to be like, right, let, let's get him to build the confidence up because we know what he can do in the ring. And having there's no wrong having that kind of mystique, that kind of character that we're missing. You know what I mean? That the, the early Undertaker type coming out and not saying a lot, and it's just what he did in the ring. You were like, oh, okay, I think with Alistair Black, there is that. But now, of course, because he's champion, there's a lot more eyes on him. So this is going to be a huge challenge here tonight. Uh, but I, I like Ali B, and uh, I've not really done that too. The other thing I like is, is all the, the shout-outs that we had and everybody writing in. Uh, and like I say, you see, the, the choices that we picked weren't all the kind of nice little ones about your podcast. is great, and we appreciate those ones. We really do. But if you have got an opinion, then we will t- we'll talk about it, you know? We're, we're, and, and we'll tell you how wrong about your opinion you are. Yeah, yeah. And we're, we're discussing great length. As to why we're right and you're wrong. Exactly, that's fine. Uh, but now it is time for uh, more NXT. So we move on then to our next episode of NXT, episode 453, June 13th. Mauro Ronaldo, Nigel McGuinness, and Percy Watson slash Jackson reminds us how tonight's UK title match took shape and hyped the NXT champs' appearance. Well, first readers, they defeated Ricky Martinez and Justin Storm via pinfall following fallout. Well, after decimating Storm, Raymond Rowe dares Martinez to come in and face him. He does, and it doesn't go well. He even gets Hanson thrown butt first into his face. Rowe lays out Storm again with a hip tough, with a hip toss and high knee, then the finish. Well, after the match, they call out Shane Fawn and Nick Miller, saying they call themselves the mighty, we'll show the mighty, 
then they flatten poor Justin again. The undeserving hero meeting backstage, but Adam Cole chases the camera off, saying no one films them unless he says so. Well, we get an excellent video package on the Champa Gagano saga to get you to hype, uh, get you hyped up for the street fight in Chicago. Johnny ends it saying last year he left Chicago in an ambulance, and this year he's making sure Tommaso leaves that way. Well, up next we have EC3 versus Cassius Ono. And Ono's kind of been like a locker room leader in NXT recent times, been sticking up for people, of course, went against Chompa a couple of weeks ago, and now again against another kind of brash uh, young man, EC3. He, I know, wants to teach EC3 respect and says, you can't just walk in here and say you're the best. You can see these guys have got a serious problem with each other. But I love seeing EC3 in action. Mm-hmm. Here we go, Colin Elbow type to start. Oh no, pushes EC3 away. He's definitely got the power advantage, I would say. EC3 tries a takedown, but blocked by Ono. Does look like Cassius Ono's trying out to be a member of the Undeserving Era with his outfit. Yeah, I think it's a bit unfortunate that the uh, the colours are similar. But I think with Ono, he's only really got the uh, <laughs> the one top, you know. So maybe they'll change it down the line and EC3 getting chopped on the outside. Then again, Ono is Mr. NXT. So the yellow maybe symbolises the fact the yellow of NXT. I'm clutching at straws. Ono makes his way back in and that gives EC3 a chance. Well, I thought he did, but Ono blocked him with a the shoulder, then slaps him across the face. Follows that up with a chop, backing him up to the turnbuckle. Irish rip attempt, easy three reverses. But gets caught with a huge clothesline by Cassius Ono. Ono showing fire here. Well, we see three hasn't had a loss yet on NXT, and Ono wants to deliver that to him. Slams him down. Oh, goes for the senton. But EC3 puts his knees up, and now he's going to take advantage of that. Hooks him down. Now EC3... Going to show his aggressive side. I think he's going to be NXT champion just because he has got that aggressive side. He's got the look that I like as well and the attitude. He's working down Ono now. And he's not being pushed in your face straight away. He's getting a gradual kind of story to him. I know he's not at TakeOver, but I'm sure he'll be featured afterwards in the course of the road to Brooklyn. He says Ono to the turnbuckle, working him over. And the fast split is Ono's and, Ono and EC3 chance. And again, that was nice by EC3. And I tell you something, I know it's a bad word, but he is that. You know, he really is. He is in fantastic shape. I'm not going to say it, because he works so low down. Put your penis away, James. I can't help it. EC3 is the man, you know. <coughs> just, he impresses me. Every time I see him, he just gets better and better. And like I said, the level of opponent moving up gradually. So this is Cassie Sono now. I expect it to be people like Johnny Gagano recent weeks and then Alistair Black or Lars Sullivan. He'll be looking at them. Soon enough. You mark my words, Dan. You stop smirking. <laughs> Free goes for the kick. Oh, no. Blocks it with a knee. Says EC3 a little bit dizzy. Oh, he's rocking. He gets hit with a big elbow from Ono. Beautiful couple of forearms there by Cassius. And he spins up for the... Wow. Turning kick. Wow. Spinning bicycle kick. Oh. Then hits a running senton. Oh. oh and a second one. All right. It might be in a little bit of trouble then. Trouble, 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 trouble. But clever by EC3, rolling to the outside. Showing experience. Oh, well, God. it's not that clever because Cassius Ono delivers a running scent on to EC3 as he was laid on the outside. To EC3. Oh, he'll be all right. We saw the punishment he took in that ladder match anyway, so. Yeah, he didn't win that. No, he didn't win that. Never did ricochet, but hey, that's not loads in glass houses. But EC3's going to win this one because he hangs up. Cassius on the top rope. Picks him up. He's looking for the one percenter. 
Bang! Gets it. Goes for the cover. EC3 is one, two. There you go. That is impressive by my man. What are your thoughts? The only impressive thing he done was lift Cassius Ono up. Exactly. And I think that's impressive enough. I think he looks great. And like I say, future NXT champion. Anyway, next match is Bianca Belair versus Alaya or Numph. And she beat her following a set-out facebuster. Well, Aaliyah has new ring gear, which was designed by her new best friend, Donatella Versace. She does some taunting at the start, too, which gets her a forearm in the mush from Belair. This was all Bianca, with the exception of Nymph slipping out of a delayed vertical suplex and charging in for a guillotine choke, which got turned into a vertical suplex. She pressed Aaliyah above her head and threw her into the turnbuckle for snake eyes before ending it. We get a cross Basler video package. The Queen of Spades is indignant would ask if she thinks Nikki can beat her. Cross stands in front of a trash can fire throwing playing cards. Guess which one? Into the flames while saying okay, it's going to make Basler's championship hers. The Queen of Spades. Well, Kathy Kelly interviews Dakota Kai in a Rick and Morty shirt. I don't know if they was both inside a Rick and Morty shirt or one of them was wearing it. She's proud she stood up to... Sh- she's proud she stood up to Shayna and thinks next time the outcome will be different. Maybe she'll adopt some of Nikki's crazy. Bianca rolls up and is angry. Kathy is talking to and also ran like Kai. She takes over the interview, running down Dakota as she as talking tough but being scared. Belair tells her to head to the back of the line. Kai says though mind games might have worked from Basler, but they won't work now. She challenges the EST for next week, aka one of Saturday's dark matches. So the next match is Pete Dunne versus Kyle O'Reilly for United Kingdom Championship. And this should be a great one. Of course, Hanson Kyle O'Reilly going against Pete Dunne. Dunne's got uh, unfinished business with the Undisputed Era. We see a bit of strap in there. We get all the introductions and entrances. I mean, I would favour Dunne, but you've been impressed by O'Reilly. What are you thinking in this one, Dan? Oh, I'm going to stick with Dunne, most definitely. Yeah, he's uh, in NXT. I think he's the best in, you know, his wrestling skills. I think they're just... Absolutely brilliant. And I like the fact that the fans are getting behind him in recent times as well. And the UK title is still relevant on NXT. It's being defended here in the Unsputed Era. Of course, Pete Dunne will be looking on come takeover as well. But it's going to be an interesting matchup. Both men very, very technical. And again, we're going to see the British style of Pete Dunne. That is just so enjoyable to watch during matches, isn't it? You know? It most definitely is, yeah. It's very innovative. He stretches the fingers and he pulls back the joints making sure that every little bit, every little thing that he does matters, you know. And if recent interviews by Triple H think you know, it's mean anything, he says Pete Dunne, you know, can be a future WWE champion. So if he sees something in him, I'm sure that he, he will go up to the main roster at some point. But I think he's been a bit all over the place at the moment. We've seen him on Raw a couple of times, 205 Live, and now NXT. I think NXT's his home. He's working over the arm on the outside and then done on the, uh, done on the apron. Oh, as he turns O'Reilly inside out onto the apron. <coughs> you can see him wincing around, though, on that left thigh. Well, it's not good, is it? He's trying to work on O'Reilly's arm. We saw him kick it earlier, but like I said, that leg is going to bother him. Will it affect his uh, the way he moves, or would it just be like, say, O'Reilly's strategy, probably? And of course, the Undisputed Era never have a singles match one-on-one, do they? You know? Most definitely not, but we know Pete Dunne's got some backup in the locker room. So as soon as Adam Cole rears his ugly head, they'll be chopped off 
Bioni Larkin and Danny Birch. Yeah. Let's just hope it's not that hydro. Chop one, two, grow out the same. We, d- we don't need more members of the Undisputed Era <coughs> at this moment in time. No, four is more than enough. <laughs> Four's too much, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> I'm just waiting for the female member of the Undisputed Era. Look at Dunn there, beautiful. Stomping down on O'Reilly's calves. Should be Shayna Baszler, the only fucker uglier than Carl O'Reilly. Good, but what about then Pete Dunn and her in the same room, saying, you know, universe ripped in half. Oh, Dunn going to go for the flip over on Riley. O'Reilly catches him with a kick to the bad leg. Slips down, and we could see one half of the tag team champions become United Kingdom champion here tonight. Nice combination by O'Reilly. Well, the undeserving era has already got three titles too many. They don't need any more. <laughs> oh, Dunn getting chopped down. Well, he certainly has got a bullseye drawn on that left thigh. But it must be seriously injured if Dunn actually wanted to give O'Reilly a chance to target that during the match. It must be, you know, doctors have said you've definitely got to have that. And he gets slammed down and put into the leg lock. And Dunn, of course, has been UK champion now for a year, which is fantastic. Last NXT TakeOver Chicago show, he did beat Tyler Bate. It's come through, it's kind of gone under the radar a little bit, hasn't it? Well, again, you know, compared to Brock Lesnar's run. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've, talking, we, we've talked a bit about that, how many title defences he's had, how many house shows, how many live shows, how many NXTs, you know, and Pete Dunne's been quite a workhorse. He has. He's defended his title numerous occasions and again here tonight as he looks to get back into this match. He got up to his feet after the submission, slapping Handsome O'Reilly. Maybe he'll slap him so hard he'll actually sort his face out, you know? Well, have you seen that family guy where Meg gets hit beautiful, <laughs> then ugly, <laughs> yeah, then beautiful, yeah. then ugly? That's what Pete Dunne is doing to O'Reilly. He knocks him down. <coughs> he's had one too many hits because he's gone ugly. <laughs> well, Dunne's had a few blows as well, to be fair to him. Well, one hit turns <laughs> him into Shane and Basler. Yeah, well, Dunne just says, I like wrestling you, O'Reilly, because I'm the good-looking one. <laughs> and now both men to their feet. Oh, my God. And O'Reilly coming in with his jukes up, but just getting pummeled back into a corner by Dunn. But turns an Irish whip round. Pete Dunn with a backflip lands on his well, lands on his feet, but winces a bit. Oh, O'Reilly trying to German on <laughs> Dunn. He lands on his feet. See O'Reilly sat there bragging about it, just gets kicked to the back of the head. <laughs> but sit out power bomb to. Oh, I thought his shoulder was up there by O'Reilly, and it was. And he catches him in submission. Oh, he's got Pete Dunn in a triangle. Is he going to make him go to sleep? Well, how impressive is that by O'Reilly? But Pete Dunn's making his way to his feet. He's got a cover on O'Reilly. And then Cartwheel's out of it. Oh! Kicks him in the elbow. And now Dunn going, jumping on O'Reilly, working the arm, trying to get the Kimura. A big Pete Dunn chant going through the crowd. And O'Reilly grabs Dunn's head. Move for move here, and that bad elbow for O'Reilly, but he comes running in. Oh, my God. A thunderous kick to the chest, goes for a cover, but Dunn managing to kick out. Oh. And now O'Reilly's got Dunn up. Suplex, brain buster. One, two. Oh. oh, but again, Dunn managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. I mean, my God, what a match between O'Reilly and Pete Dunn here. Dunn always delivers in ring. I don't know if it's just his style or what it is, but... I've not seen him have a bad match yet. And O'Reilly now talking at Pete Dunn. Dunn's getting frustrated. Well, O'Reilly, <coughs> I think he definitely is the most talented wrestler in the undeserving era. I've seen of him. Yeah, I think he's the most impressive for me at this moment. He jumps up with a knee and a kick to Dunn. 
Uh, looking for his spinning roundhouse <laughs> kick. Like leg sweep, but just gets caught with a big right hand from Dunn, who's punching himself in his face, trying to psych himself back up again, trying to get himself into this match. O'Reilly went halfway across the ring with that shot by Dunn, and now Dunn, better end. No, catches him in a guillotine. Oh Wraps God. his legs round. But a strength of Dunn. And he's used the army injured, and he's tweaking it now, and he's trying to turn it into a suplex. Oh! oh. Suplex into a cross arm breaker. <laughs> Fucking brilliant from Dan. O'Reilly, though, turns it into the ankle lock. And that injured leg, it's got to be twisting all up the hip, up to the hips. Come on, Dan, what's your counter for this? He rolls through onto his back. Grabs the bad arm of O'Reilly. Oh, O'Reilly goes for a punch. Misses, hits the canvas. Now his arms are all tied up. <laughs> Dunn just pulls him into the chest and I think he's knocked out O'Reilly. Oh my God, what a headbutt that was. And what a great way p- to prepare for NXT TakeOver. That always delivers TakeOver events, do they? Always. We can't talk it up enough. Could always do. And yet in this one, it's Dunn versus O'Reilly and it's been a cracker so far. See, can you see why I'm actually quite fond of handsome O'Reilly? Yeah, no, I do. I... <coughs> I can definitely see that as both men up, back to back. Oh, and they're just <laughs> punching away at each other. Big lefts and rights. A big slap from Dunn knocks O'Reilly for six, but he responds with a knee to the midsection. Looking for an axe. Dunn dodges it. Dunn, oh. fucking hell, trade a drop kick. Kick connected. Dunn responds and then it's O'Reilly. Oh. oh, and then Dunn responds again with a big right hand. That was a brilliant exchange between these two. Absolutely stunning match. Both men pulling it out big time. And the fans appreciate this as well. That all means. And now O'Reilly trying to grab Dunn's leg. But Dunn grabs a hand of O'Reilly. And this has been the story of the match. He's going to come out and O'Reilly now with a forearms. <laughs> he's a pull. Pete Dunn will not let go. And he's trying to get out. It's like a bear trap. And Dunn's <laughs> just holding on. Oh, Riley, <laughs> you're getting really, really frustrated. He rips his gum shield out. Oh, going to do some serious damage now. Oh, oh and Dunn just rips the fingers of O'Reilly apart. Bitter end. <laughs> One, One, two, two three. <laughs> Absolutely fucking brilliant match. And but both men as well, both Pete and Kyle. Absolutely fucking talented. Yeah, what a great United Kingdom Championship match that was. And Pete Dunne, I mean, he's only young oh, now. For oh, fuck come sake. on. And it's Adam Cole, Bay Bay, and Roderick Strong. Come on, Only. Come on, Danny. Only. Dan- well, give it him. This is a beat down. Come on, Only, Danny. Here they come. And now we go. Now it's a fair fight. Two on two. Lorcan taking down Adam Cole. Pete Dunn going after his former partner, Roderick Strong. These two have certainly got some animosity between them. And Adam Cole there grabbing Pete Dunn. Bang! <laughs> Big right hand to the talentless cunt. Adam Cole. And now it's a face-off. It's Strong and O'Reilly versus fucking Lorcan and Birch. What's it going to be like at TakeOver? Lorcan takes Strong out. Oh, Lou Fez press from Birch. Takes O'Reilly out. Disposes him out of the ring straight on top of Roddy Strong. And you think they're ready? Only, only Lorcan and Danny Burch for the tag team titles. 
Definitely. And they're going to rip them out of the hands. I cannot wait for that match. But just back to Pete Dunne. Fair play to you. You're getting better and better. You're still young. Uh, Triple H says, former future W champion. Well, you keep going like this, and God knows if if there is no... um, The sky's the limit for you. Well, anyway, it's Belair versus Kai, and that's official for next week, as is War Raiders versus The Mighty. The NXT champ is here in his fighting clothes. On the mic, Alistair Black says Lars Sullivan thinks he has his number. When Lars caught Black Mass, he's not going to lie, that rattled him. But he'll feel the full force of the Black Mass in Chicago, where he'll learn his carnage is not imminent because he'll simply fade to black. Well, this brings out the challenger, also ready to rumble. Sullivan charges the ring, where Black lands a few kicks before getting turned inside out by a lariat. Hits him with a freak accident. As Alistair scrambles to get to his feet, Sullivan grabs him and hits his finisher again. The lacarious Levarian drags him to his feet for a third, then carries the champ and his belt to the announce table. He dra- drapes Black across the desk and stands over him and holds the strap high and yells at Alistair's face, This is your reality in Chicago. Well, I tell you something, Dan. I, I'm of Alistair Black, and I know he's your man. We'll talk about it more when we run through the card. But there is not a more dominant monster on NXT at this moment in time than Lars Sullivan. And I feel that he now is the favourite going into this. And to say he's a favourite going into a title match with Alistair Black is quite incredible. But, I mean, what are your thoughts on what we've just seen here with Alistair Black getting laid out so many times? It is worrying. <laughs> Let's put it that way. All right, we'll leave NXT like that. <laughs> with that in-depth analysis. So that was the last two episodes of NXT. And I tell you what, it's been a great build-up to NXT TakeOver Chicago too. I feel. They tip the boxes on about everything. You know, the tag team title scene, that's improved recently. The women's title match. Of course, Ali B and Lars Sullivan. Dream and Ricochet we saw as well, the build-up for that. And of course, Gagana Champa. So let's have a proper then in-depth analysis on each card, uh, each match on the card even. And we'll start off with the tag team titles on the line. And it is the Undisputed Era, Kyler Riley and Roderick Strong versus Danny Birch and only Lorkin. Now, I think I know your thoughts on this, Dan. Do you want to just tell me what your thoughts are quickly? Well, I'd like to see Danny Birch and only Lorkin be the champions. I'm, I'm not sure how that one is actually going to turn out. I, As I've, you know, I've, I like to admit, I am starting to grow a bit fond of handsome Kyle O'Reilly. Roderick Strong, there's still a bit out there for him. He is, you know, probably the second most talented in Undeserving Era. But, you know, I think it's going to be quite a good matchup. And, yeah, I'd like to see Birch and Lorcan walk away. You've said to me more than once, anybody but the Undisputed Era to win. Anybody but the Undisputed Era to be anything in NXT. And... I, I don't know, tonight is going to be a really interesting match. I would never have thought that Lorkin and Birch would have been in tag team total picture in 2018 in NXT. I think that's got something to say with just how great the roster is and the chances are in NXT. Lorkin and Birch, you know, the couple of matches they had together was stuff that I remember from last year, kind of match of the year candidates. And now as a team, they seem to have this connection together. And I, I do believe they can get the job done tonight. 
But the problem is with Undisputed Era, there's always safety in numbers. With Adam Cole not having a match on this pay-per-view, or this takeover event, you feel like he probably will get involved in the tag team titles. But will Pete Dunne be down there to try and neutralise the numbers game as well? I think that would be interesting to look at. Uh, I think it would be a really hard style affair. We've seen the match that um, Dunne and O'Reilly had and Birch and Strong, and I think it's going to be exactly the same as that, the kind of hard-hitted, kind of classic tag team match you don't see much of anymore. Uh, and, and I think it should be a real cracker. I wouldn't be surprised if that does start the, the show off, maybe, or maybe it will be Dream versus Ricochet. But I think that one can really entertain the crowd uh, and, and be a really good match. So, yeah, that's my on that. Well, up next, we've got Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. And again, I think this has the potential to be a really good match. We're very rarely let down by NXT TakeOver matches. We're always impressed. Even the NXT house shows as well, they always deliver. I think it's, you know, the fact that they've got quite a small card and, you know, they, they, they give them a lot more time to tell a better story. And again, I think Ricochet and Velveteen Dream, both these guys are very, very... And again, you know, I'll be happy either way this match goes. I'd prefer Ricochet to win it. But, you know, that's just my own personal opinion. This is the thing about it is that what I'm really interested in is the kind of story that they tell. We've seen with the Dream Four, you know, with the Alistair Black of Say My Name, and with Ricochet, it's kind of like I'm betting you. There's nothing you can do that I can't do. And we've seen that a couple of times with the Superman pose and the way the Dream is, and a flip outside by Ricochet. You got kind of like that. So I think there's going to be a story tonight about that, about maybe Dream getting Ricochet's respect. Or Ricochet showing Dream that actually he can go that extra mile when it matters at TakeOver. And like I say, I think these two young men, again, has a chance to be a show still. I think every single match on this card has potential to be the match of the night, you know. Because Ricochet and Dream, what they can do in there. You, you, we saw it, didn't we, on NXT Update a couple of uh, weeks ago. The kind of chemistry they already had. So you put that to TakeOver. You put it to the crowd. They're going to be pro-Velveteen. Uh, they're going to be pro-Ricochet as well. So that's going to be another interesting thing of the match. Uh, again, it's something I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to. you know. And I think, yeah, like I say, I think that's going to start off the show. Oh, first championship match, though, women's title, Basler versus Cross. And again, this is a match that I'm really, really looking forward to. I would love the fact if before they came out, they said it was going to be a no disqualification. <laughs> because it's just the shit they could do. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, you know, I'd like to see a last woman standing match between these two because the matches we've seen Nikki Cross in, she's absolutely pulled it out. You know, it, it's it's common knowledge that I'm not the biggest fan of Basler. You know, I just don't think she's quite there yet. And yeah, you know, Nikki Cross, she's she is one of my favourite performers in NXT at the moment and it is quite clear to see why. I think these two women, yeah, they can have an all-out brawl because you've got the crazy, carefree Nikki Cross and you've got the more serious Shania Baszler. So, you know, I think these two are going to collide and I think Nikki Cross will be able to bring out the best in Baszler. Yeah, I, I think she she will as well. I think this is kind of going to be like a, that's a wild brawl where both women are just going for each other from the get-go. And uh, I, I don't know if this is just going to be one and done with this... Uh, might might be moved up to main roster. I think Nikki Cross does deserve a chance on Raw or SmackDown, but she might win to carry on the feud as well because Basler 
do you really want a kind of Oscar type of kind of undefeated as champion, or do you want to see her show a little bit of weakness? I think with Baz, that's important because, like you said, the respect from the fans as well. You don't want to just see her making it look too easy. I think what's important for this as well, and after takeover, is the fact of the actual divisions themselves. Now, NXT Championship, I think you don't have to worry about. There's enough star power there to kind of feel what's going on. I think Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream could be for the NXT title. I don't think anybody would really have a problem. Same with EC3 and Gagano and Chumpa. I think the thing you've got to look at is the tag team chat titles first. The kind of roster. And who's next? Dan, who do you think's next in the tag team titles after Birch and Lorcan and the Unspewed Era? Who's the next in line? Who do you've you see dominating? Like you know, as you mentioned before, you've got one you've got the war raiders you've got heavy machinery that you know there's there's a few different tag teams that could legitimately go for the nxt tag team championships you've even got the um street profits yeah so you know there's yeah, a few yeah, yeah. there they could have a little tournament between themselves or you know they e- e- any of them could legitimately go for it yeah uh, to tell you what i would like to maybe see like maybe another like dusty classic but a kind of tag team tournament to bring more tag teams in, I think that's the only place really that they could improve a couple of more, even more well-known tag teams. I mean, something like imagine someone like the Young Bucks coming into NXT as they were. You know, they light up the place or, or more known. My only problem is I don't know how experienced Heavy Machinery are or Street Profits are to kind of take it to that next level. You know, once the Undisputed Era leave, then it's kind of going to be a little bit open. But maybe they might just be dominating for the next. I think TM61 could be quite good. With the women's division, uh, who do you think is next in line after Nikki Cross and Basler? I don't know. It's quite lacking in the women's division. I mean, you've got Kari Sane. She's, you know, she's got quite a talent. Lacey Evans, Bianca Belair. You know, I don't think Dakota Kai is quite there no, yet. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you've got, you've got, what about Numph? Can Numph maybe have a chance? <laughs> Again, you know, I, I think she's one of these ones that's, She's going to get lost in the shuffle. I think we, if we have another Mae Young Classic, that will help out. I think something like Tony Storm or even Viper would be great on NXT as kind of being a bit different and more exciting out there. Uh, you know, it, for me, that's like, again, they might have to improve them, but I think they are looking towards it. Oh, and the NXT TakeOver, the WWE Network NXT TakeOver kickoff show has started. Only 90 minutes after the, the real one began. And we've got, of course, Sam Rosenberg and... I, do you know, I have no idea the guy on the right is. I thought they were going to give out the names. Charlie Crusoe on the left-hand side. So anyway, we'll go back to the title matches. And it's the NXT Championship, Dan. Yes, it is my man, Ali B, going against the monster of NXT, Lars Sullivan. And recently, we've been, in, we've been seeing Lars Sullivan catching the black mass kick. And he's certainly been getting the better of Alistair Black. And, you know, hopefully in the build up to it he's going to get the upper hand if you know what I mean you know hopefully like in the build up normally the the winner potential winner is going to get beaten down and then you know the man who's been on the wrong side of the beating is going to come strong in the end but I can't remember Lars Sullivan losing in I know he lost in the ladder match but where's the last time he got he been pretty dominant and the uh, the talk was that Lars Sullivan was going to win the NXT title early on in the year as well. So maybe going to go for that plan. Uh, I, I would say, yeah, I would you'd hope for a kind of black defence. But it's got to be a good match. This is the only match, really, 
that might let it down in ring, depending on the story they tell. You know, you can imagine Sullivan dominating quite a boring affair to Ali B pulling it out. But, you know, this is the one... I don't think it will be the main event either, you know, I, uh, even the way we laid it out on here. I, I don't think it will. And I think there, there's a little bit of... There's a good story, but like maybe a little bit missing from that, you know. What? Sorry, go on. Well, no, it's just, you know, it's your classic big monster going against quite a big face. But, you know, I think Ali B will be able to hold his own against Lars Sullivan and he might frustrate him and, you know, just eventually pull out a quick black mass kick, roll up for the pin and victory. And then, yeah. you know, Lars Sullivan will be fuming after it and want a bit of retribution after. So it keeps a while longer. Yeah, no, that's true. But, I mean, out of these five matches that we've got, uh, that the storylines that are the stories that have been told by them and the build up, I would say Alistair Black Sullivan is the one that's had me least excited. I think the other stories being told have been better. Is that fair? Well, yeah, there's still a bit of story in it though. I think it was going to be was it Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream for the number one contendership to go against Ali B tonight, and then Lars Sullivan came down completely destroyed them and said, "Look, you know what's the point in having these two? Why don't you have the proper monster?" So he's kind of put himself into the mix if you want a title shot. And uh, I think he's out there. Yeah, no, but I, I, I think so. But I, I think that's, again, part of the Ricochet Velveteen Dream story because then they went on to, uh, in that match, he left him, didn't he, to left Ricochet alone. And that was kind of the story told there. So I think with maybe that one, uh, you know, it may be, it may be not. Like I say, we've seen here in Alistair Black coming from the basement, I guess, who's been hanging out there. Pat McAfee was the guy's name, by the way, and he's wearing shorts for some reason, but it doesn't matter about him. Talk about a story told, and I thought maybe it would be the end of Enix to take over the last time. But tonight, we are going to get, again, in a street fight, it's going to be Chumper versus Gagano. Uh, I mean, what a story told here, Dan, you know? Well, this story has been a year making... We saw this time last year, they lost the ladder match against Ulfus of Pain. It was a ladder match, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the tag team championships. And then you saw Chompa absolutely destroy Gagano. Thus validating our Johnny Gagano match for most punishment take uh, Johnny Gagano award for most punishment taken in a match, where he had not only been beaten by the Ulfus of Pain, but then he got beaten by his former best friend. Out injured, Johnny Gagano returned to try and make a bit of a name for himself. Chompa returned, and you know these two guys have been locking horns ever since. Yeah, they 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 really have, and and like you say, for me, it's the best told WWE story for a very long time that I can remember. You know, I mean, like I say, that there've been moments in matches, but I feel with this one here. Like that last match, there were so many fucking flashbacks and so many nods to either the Cruiserweight Classic, their match there, or what happened when they, they, they split at TakeOver, or with the knee involved and what that meant into it. And it's like, can they really top? It's like um, the email said earlier, can, the guy really, can they really top that story here tonight? Like I said, a year in the making, and, and Gagano has been talking about having... This this chance at finally putting Chumper away, you know. And do you think we'll see blood tonight? 
I think we will, yes. We've, we we even saw blood in the warm-up to their match, so, you know, I'm, I'm quite highly expecting there's going to be some blood tonight. You know, after bouncing his head off of the LED screen, splitting him open, I think that's just a preview of what's going to be coming tonight. Yeah, I mean, because like you say, it's a, it's a story told, isn't it, with, with this, and... Gagano says on Twitter as well, he said, I made one mistake last time. I showed mercy. I won't make the same mistake twice. Tomorrow, I don't stop. So we're seeing a more harder race to Gagano. This kind of nice guy that with his wife, he shunned his wife now. You know, he's, he, he hurt his wife, even though it was accidental. But you've got to look at it like this. He still went after Chumper afterwards. After Candice Ray said, don't go after him. This is over, this is done with. Gagano can't let it go. And you've got to question yourself if you back to haunt Gagano in this match against Ciampa, you know. Will Ciampa finally get some retribution himself? Because you've got to think, if he loses tonight, then this whole thing is, is over. And then what happens to Ciampa? Does he just carry on a feud with someone else then? And it's lesser than? I feel for me, Ciampa needs a victory here tonight. And you still carry the story over to Brooklyn, uh, the next TakeOver event. But will Candice Ray play a factor? Do you think we'll see her tonight, Dan? I think she might make an appearance, yeah. But, you know, how it'll play out for Gagano or Chomper, I do not know. I think it's this is probably one of the most hardest in my predictions going. Because, you know, will Johnny get the victory and it'll be fully over? <clears throat> or will Chomper get the victory and kind of keep this little feud alive? Because mm. it has been, you know, just the reception that Chomper gets when he comes out to the ring. Fans are absolutely hating him, saying he tapped out. They're booing him. He can't even, you know, get a sentence out without being drowned out by the fans. And, you know, I'm, I'm actually quite liking it. Yeah, well, for, I've got three fantasy options now, all right, for everybody to choose if they want. First one, Gagano gets a clean victory here tonight. Beats Chumper, ends the feud, carries on and looks towards the NXT Championship, where it would be Alistair Black. Or Lars Sullivan that holds it. That's a good one in many people's eyes, isn't it? Gagano kind of been the face of NXT in recent months, years. And then finally getting the uh, accomplishments he deserves. The second one, but Candice Array comes out, everybody. Looks like she's going to help Jenny Gagano. But all of a sudden, bang. Kick to the nuts. Candice Array turns on Johnny Gagano. Sides with Tommaso Ciampa. And then we have Ciampa and the Ray. Walking around together. What do you make of that one? Oh, that's <laughs> quite a controversial one. But again, you know, it's certainly a possibility of WWE. Anything can happen. Right. Third option now. And you said that one was dark. This one. Think about it. So, Chumper Gagano having a match. Everything's fine. Candice LeRae comes out. Says enough, enough. Gagano says no. Keeps beating up Chump, Beating up Chump. Ray says no, stop it. Gagano says no. Enough. Pushes the Ray away. He embraces his dark side. Picks Chumper up. Hugs him and says, thanks, brother, for the t- DIY reunion. Heels in NXT, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you do have some wild conspiracies, but again, you know, anything and everything is possible. What? So, you know... um, I think that would probably be my favourite one and I would actually, you know, go crazy for this. But, you know, really, Johnny going to the dark side? I mean, Johnny wrestling is such a positive response he gets. But anything is possible. We've seen that dark side 
embracing him uh, recently against Champa. Look what the attack, like we say, at TakeOver. And uh, let's see what it looked like there. Uh, and they cut a lot of stuff with Gagano tasting Champa's blood. And he's got a taste for it now. And has he actually gone over the edge? And I guess that's a question we're going to find out. So out of all the matches, Dan, which one are you looking forward to the most? I think I'm quite looking forward to the Ricochet Velveteen. I'd like to see what these two guys have to offer. This is Ricochet's first time, you know, being the only one in the spotlight. Last NXT, he was part of the ladder match. And I'm looking forward to Gagano Chomper as well, because I'd like to see an outcome, especially with your Spanish you've thrown into the works there. You know, I think that would be quite an interesting eventuality to what to what happens to them too. I think the only thing I can't say, oh, if it's a draw, and then if anything happens like this, I can say, fuck, I told you so, didn't I? How many, uh, there you go. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Basler versus Nikki Cross. I think these two, uh, say about Nikki Cross and her eyes, I think this can be a mental match. Like I say, Champa versus Garno. I'm looking forward to all of them. The only one I'm wary of is Sullivan versus Alistair Black. But my uh, takeover event, the match that you think is going to be worst, usually... Well, it becomes the best. So, let's see. Dan, on your predictions now, have you gone for new champions? Now, tell me the truth, tell a lie. We'll find out on part two when we do it. Of course, part two will be coming out soon. We'll put the other episode of NXT on that, hopefully. I have gone for one new champion. What about yourself? I have gone... For no new champions. I call bullshit with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we shall find out, like we say, on NXT TakeOver Part 2, when we do our predictions, and we'll, we'll tell you all about that then. If it's uh, the first time you listen to us, and thank you for clicking on us for NXT TakeOver, we'll be back live for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn in August, just a couple of months away, and then, of course, live for SummerSlam. We're not going to be live for Money in the Bank, but we will be bringing you Money in the Bank. That will be the next episode that you will see in Punk. So it's WL162, and then we'll have the Money in the Bank pay-per-view where we've got predictions. Are you got any new champions in Money in the Bank, Dan? I can't even remember. <laughs> oh, you can't remember now. <clears throat> I've gone for two new Money in the Bank Briefcase holders. Oh, very, very good. I have gone for new champions at Money in the Bank. So that's something to look forward to. But we'll fill you in with all the bonus points and everything like that as we go along. Uh, Dan, anything else you want to say to the wonderful people listening or anything else about NXT TakeOver? No, just thank you for your continued support. And, you know, hopefully you enjoy listening to us. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to us. And, yeah, you know, just let us know any thoughts or feelings you have towards us, the podcast, NXT, WWE, anything wrestling-related. And, yeah, you know, hope, hopefully NXT TakeOver is as enjoyable for you as it is for us. The thing is about NXT TakeOver is that it never disappoints. No matter what I say now to you, like I've talked at WrestleMania in the past and SummerSlams and Survivor Series and Royal Rumbles, I can't not talk this NXT TakeOver up, you see. You know, for, for us, it's the 16th of, well, it's the 17th of June, 2018, 16th of June, 2018, NXT TakeOver. It will be the greatest TakeOver of all time. We'll be talking about this for years to come. Not one match will disappoint on here. 
every match will deliver. It does every time. There is no doubt in my mind this is going to be the greatest takeover. I cannot wait. And you bet you cannot wait for part two. We've got a lot to bring you. But don't forget, if you want to find out when our podcasts are dropping or send us a comment or anything like that, you can on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan WWE. I'm at J underscore Rollins. We're across all the Google platforms, WWE Network Review on Google Plus. Send us an email to WNRpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Yes, Facebook, you can come and find our page and give us a like with the WWE Network Review podcast. You can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. We are on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review Podcast. We've got clips going up there. Podcasts go at the same time we do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're on Spreaker Radio right now where you listen to us. Like so, we'll be back in August for SummerSlam and Spreaker Radio. I've just said that. Stitcher Radio iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate and review then. It was always going to be one hiccup. At least I did it with 10 seconds to go. Thanks for listening, everybody. We really, really appreciate your support. We couldn't do this without you. I have been James Rowlands, and as always, always joined by... Dan White. Thanks, everybody, and bye. Bye.